0: sounds rather a sort of severe title I think <laughs> I should have rest it up a little bit but um, it's all, they've always interested me these cosmic laws and I'm sure there are ever so many other cosmic laws but we've sort of brought them down to 12 in fact um, it, it's part of the western mystery tradition that's come down through the centuries so when we started to work do a lot of work psychically and spiritually we just felt that we needed these as it were guidelines to help you to um, not keep on straight and narrow but you know what I mean to understand the flow of energy and the uh, the cosmic flow of energy so that when when you work psychically it's a bit like sticking your neck out you're going a little bit beyond the the norm for humanity and so I always feel that it's, it's helped to guide one along that particular path and in life generally anyway it's as though as I see it, now this, this has to be my interpretation uh, a lot of the ideas that, that I have which are very harmonious for me and I understand them completely and it makes absolute sense have come from A.F.A. This is the guy that comes to Tony. So it's very much coloured by his uh, philosophy. But to me it makes absolute sense. And so just to sort of start, I I see these uh, cosmic laws as, or rather the universe, if you like, as a universe of energy. Now we start to use that word, and it's used in ever so many different ways, but just very broadly speaking, energy. And there's structure. So the energy has to be kind of, in some way, structured. In, in ourselves, energy is structured in such a way that we are able to manifest physically uh, through the various step-downs, as it were, from spirit stepping down through the various subtle bodies to the physical. So when energy is flowing in a structured way, it, it can manifest and, and that you know, how how we come into being and everything else, all the wonderful things we know and have on this planet. And in all the stars and <laughs> all the possible infinite things there are. So what I'd like to do, I'd just like to uh you the introduction to this and then look at these twelve laws and we could just take one at a time. I have a little few things I want to say about each and then we can If anybody wants to add to, ask a question, make a comment, whatever, we can do that and then we move on to the next one and I think that helps rather than just sort of weeding out a whole lot of things. I don't want to do that. So, I've headed this first bit an, an understanding of how we can best be who we are. As I see it, we are cosmic beings containing a thought essence or spirit or spark that has originated from the Godhead from an ultimate state of thought energy that's how I would describe it the Godhead so each one of us as a spark of God has chosen through free will to evolve and expand through the natural process of incarnating physically into homo settings on earth and there's a lovely quote I'm not sure where it comes from God climbs down the ladder of consciousness to experience on different levels <laughs> I think that's rather lovely and so as I see it we are each a tiny not so tiny maybe but a spark of God experiencing in a completely unique and individual way somebody there our canvas.
1: Yes,
0: which means, yes, a high priest for the sun this is the name he gave that's the only thing he's ever really said about himself except that he's a universal spirit and and he's come at this time to help us going into the Aquarian age ok so, I was just saying uh I was just saying that uh, as I understand it, we are a spark of God so we are in, in fact all of us all of creation we are the extent an expansion of God. God is expanding through us okay because we each are individual, we each have free will, we go on our own journey and it's different from everybody else's journey and so in in that sense, we are a, a tiny or a, an aspect of God a part of God expanding through all our experience that we learn all the time from our experience and we can take it back and eventually when we've been through many many lifetimes and uh, uh, grown in whatever way is our particular individual way we rejoin the Godhead and of course uh, expanded in a sense with our particular terms yes, yes sir? I think
2: one important thing to remember is that we start as a, as a thought as an energy and we start to expand we have choice we have free will and as we start to ascend this ladder of evolution we of course face both the light and the shadow and it is our choice which we faith. Ideally, I think one has to have a balance between the two, because one has to see oneself as a whole being.
0: So, we could say that any natural process functions by following certain fundamental natural laws of birth, growth, death, evolution, etc. However, as a free spirit of God, finding individual expression through expansion, we all are also subject to another level of laws that we call Cosmic Laws, which flow with the Universe. Growing and unfolding and releasing our true potential relates to going with the flow of the Universe rather than against it. A happy and fulfilling life is much more probable if we allow our choices and intuition to guide us along with the Cosmic Flow, for if we transgress these Cosmic Laws, sooner or later we draw towards ourselves a rebound. On an earthly level human social laws are created and abide by social demands varying considerably from country to country. Justice is meted out according to demands for punishment or even revenge while social laws can sometimes be evaded through loopholes as we know. Not so with universal or cosmic laws as we prefer to call them. We ignore them at our peril. For so the consequences are the results of natural flows of energy. Of cause and effect. Not the response of a human judge. Who may be benign or may be harsh. So let us take a look at these laws. Some will be obvious to you. But they are subtle and important. Especially on the level of psychic and spiritual energy. Not psychic both spiritual, psychic and spiritual energy because of course psychic is not necessarily spiritual um, but psychic can be a helpful means towards understanding spirituality so can I have the first uh, one please right so laws of the cosmos laws that govern the structure for spirit behaviour on a physical plane Understanding these laws helps us make decisions on how to live and work energetically in a cosmic way. As we work more consciously with cosmic law, the process of personal growth and evolution of the spirit is speeded up. Knowledge of these laws demands that we take responsibility for our actions. Now, I don't know if there's anything anybody wants to say at this point, but what we shall do now is to go forward one at a time and just look at each of these laws. Have you got your piece of white paper? Um, oh, I have
1: to. You have, you forgot that. Hey, wait a minute. Yes, I do.
0: Yes. So we'll just take the law of equality first. Now, one of the first things that A.K. said to us when he came through, he was asked who he was and he said I am what I am no more no less and that really stuck with us and really went deep and we felt it was so important um, the understanding of who and what we really are when we can recognize and accept our own individual abilities the level our purpose our work without egotistically puffing ourselves up or for that matter putting ourselves down and it's very easy for us all to fall into either of those sometimes one sometimes the other sometimes we sort of feel we're bigger than we really are sometimes we denigrate ourselves and think we're not much good and you know we're we're not um, honouring ourselves in the right way and if we think of ourselves as a part of God we realise how important it is that we accept ourselves totally as we are no more and no less each person develops uniqueness and contributes in his her own unique way Important not to compare ourselves with other people. And again, we do that. We think to ourselves oh, that person's so clever, and I'm not nearly so clever. Or we think, you know, that person, uh, oh, I, I, I we, I, we find ourselves sort of looking down on somebody because they don't have some kind of understanding or knowledge or whatever. And that's not good either. So, not only do I have to accept myself for what I am no more or no less, I need to accept other people for what they are, no more and no less, and that is sometimes quite difficult to do. There's a parable in uh, Matthew twenty in which the labourers are paid the same amount for a whole day, some of them, for a half day, and for one for one hour. And each time the master comes along, there's another group of people. And so he says, yes, you can go and do some work for the rest of the day for one penny, right? So when it comes to the end, the and he comes to pay them, uh, the people who've been working all day say, hey, this is unfair. Some of those people have only worked half a day. Some of them have only worked one hour, and you're paying them the same amount you pay us. And as I understand it, I'm sure there are probably lots of interpretations, for all cool, these parables, but um, he said the master says the last shall be first and the first last and I, and I understand it what he's saying to them is you each what you what you are is actually more important than what you do how long you do it and how much you build up and how many times you've done something that you think is good it's not that's not important it's what you are that's important and not so much of um, I've done one hour or I've done a whole day or whatever so each person contributes his own amount according to what he's able to do etc and I also think in relation to this that competition can be detrimental if extreme because each is an individual and we so often, you know, in, in, in the type of schooling that, that's given today and there's so much of you know you've got to all come up to a certain level and um, kids at school I mean I can I can I remember somebody telling me that I must say it was a Catholic convent they went to and they told me that um, whoever came top of the class which isn't um, I think it was 10 shillings but this was a long time ago so 10 shillings was probably like 10 pounds there at least <laughs> and um and this girl, this woman, was always top of the class because she was absolutely brilliant. Right? So she always got the ten pounds or the ten shillings. And you know, it's, that that's not <laughs> that's not a, a, an equal. That's that's not looking at people for who who they are. So equality doesn't mean we've all got to be equal, but it means that we need to be true and equal within ourselves to to ourselves and. Um, honour ourselves in that way and not worry about comparing ourselves with other people we are each completely unique and this is the wonderful thing and because we're unique because we've had that freedom of choice right from the beginning, free will and each one of us takes that free will in a slightly different way. I think for me
2: the important thing about it is that whatever we are in life whatever we do in life we each offer something in our own way and you don't have to be a top film star or um, uh, head of a government or George W. Bush you can just be you you can be a, a refuge collector you can be sitting on a set you can be doing nothing but each one of us gives us an energy and that energy goes towards making a whole, and I think that's is whats is important, that we acknowledge ourselves and value ourselves for what we are and what we can do.
0: No more mm. and no, no more. less. And, and if, if a person really all they're able to do perhaps is to collect the rescue or to do something like that, it, they, they know them in themselves they haven't got the ability to do this, that or the other but they can do that and, they are and a, if they
2: are honest and they are doing an important role in society absolutely
0: I mean I think um, nothing is perfect do you know what I mean we're not perfect if we were we would be back to the gutter. so that you know what I mean uh, we're learning all the time humanity is learning and it's it's it, it's a difficult, difficult journey I think we need to move on on our journey anyway uh, next one is Law of Opportunities the cosmos will always hold out a helping hand when we need it but we must be able to A. ask appropriately ask and you shall receive and that's important that we we learn to if we need to pray or if we need to ask for help that we actually do ask for it and I think we always receive if we ask for help we always receive it. We may not receive it in the way that we wanted it, in the, in the manner in which we ask for it. You know, we may be asking for somebody not to die, or somebody to, or that we need help to do certain things. And I think what often happens is that up there, or the, the, the ones that guide us and, 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 and help us, they help us in the most appropriate way for our spirit not necessarily for our body and what it needs or what we feel it needs but we are helped but it might be a a roundabout way or it might come as though and we may think, well I haven't been helped but in that fact it may be that not being helped is the best way to help if you feel what I mean so that um, I think we we always are if we ask, I think we always are helped according to our particular spirit and what its needs are and B, appreciate the opportunity of help when it presents itself, even though it may come in as a different disguise from that which we expect or want. Is that what I just said, really? There's a lovely story of a man who is drowning because it's flooded, everything's flooded. He prays to God to rescue him. Perhaps you know this one. He wants a miracle. <laughs> a boat turns up and the man says, Hey, dear, I can help you. Come. No, 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 it's all right. Because so he's asked God for a miracle, right? Then a helicopter turns up, and, and you know, come on, <laughs> here's the rope. No, no, it's alright I'm waiting. Somebody else is going to rescue me. Um, he eventually, of course, drowns. And when he arrives in heaven, he castigates God for the miracle that didn't happen. God says, "But I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter." In other words, God, God works through people very often. You know, it's not just, as it were, a sudden flash from heaven. God works through people and we need to recognize that. Also, there is a right moment for things to happen when everything, including the energy of time, slots into place. And as we know that this, this planet that we're on, when we come to this planet, we come into time and that out of the out of the body as it were we are not in time in the same way so we need to have patience we need to wait for this extra dimension of time and of course coincidences come under this law of opportunities too and there are, it's interesting that quite a lot of books written about coincidences now how coincidences happen I just happened to meet that person and this happened and that happened and everything is Turned around to me, uh, I happened to pick up a book, and I just read something that was just what I needed. You know, all these things, and I feel that from that upper upper layer, as it were, they're not uh, so much coincidences as just synchronicities coming, and the right thing happens at the right time. I don't know if there's anything anybody wants to say about that. I expect you've all um, experienced these synchronicities and these um, moments of, of what we call coincidence.
2: I think one thing I would like to add on to that is I think it's important in life that we allow ourselves to flow with the rhythm of what we are. And if I put, I've got to do this, I've got to get hold of that, I'm actually blocking the very thing I'm trying to get hold of. Mm, mm. So I think it's very important not to be too uh, fixed. And and, I mean, to me, this is one of the basic troubles of all major religions. They are frightened to move beyond Mm, where they are, and they desperately need to. In order to go into the age of Aquarius, Mm. they need to open up, they need to recognise that things have changed since they were first set up
0: importance of maintaining balance on all levels well I'm sure we all agree with that but physical emotional mental psychic and spiritual imbalance on any level makes us vulnerable now we as as healers look upon it that if we if we are out of balance on one of these levels what happens is that the auric field which is of course is made up of the different um, levels of energy within us um also gets out of balance. And if our auric field is weakened, then it, then it weakens the whole system, the whole of us. So, for instance, fear, and this is what's so awful at the moment, it's so important for us to send out as much love to counter the fear, is that if we feel fearful, our aura collapses. So we are not so well protected, as it were becomes very very thin, very feeble. So this is why it's so important not to allow fear to, to 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 get a hold of us. And of course, unfortunately, what's happening around the world with all the terrorism and you know, and oh, there's going to be another attack and all this. I think there's a tremendous lot of fear. So that's one area that we really need to work on. Homeostasis is, of course, the name given to the state of equilibrium, which is maintained so miraculously in, in, in every cell, organism, the planet itself, and um, what's his name, James, um, the man who talks about Gaia. Uh, no, no, Lovelock, Lovelock, yes, James Lovelock, and he's looking at the planet as a being. You know, it's a being, and it keeps itself amazingly um, balanced but of course you know we're doing terrible things to it now and it's so important to try and uh, put a break on that where we can um, also nature abhors a vacuum now that's important for us that work um, in healing or through release which is um, all these things we we are into Uh, Because if you take away, um, if you release a spirit, having it having been, as it were, attached to somebody, or even attached to a place, or maybe we're talking about a negative energy in a place that's doing all sorts of things, and you release that, you help it on its way, you've got to fill it. Otherwise, you know, where one is released, seven more may enter. And um I mean it's all, Jesus said it so many times, all these things. He, he understood all these, uh, laws, and this is of course where they come from. So, filling it, and if you say with what? Okay, with love, with unconditional love, the more we can generate, the better. The equilibrium of the universe is maintained by the inter, by the interplay of the two great powers, yin and yang. Which together contain all the alternating forms of the creative force in the cosmos. I mean, they had such a wonderful understanding. Yin being female, dark, negative—that's how they saw it. Yang is male, light, and positive. I'm not sure that I can go along with all of that, but this is on the front of people. (laughs) 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 No, this is actually. I'm reading from the bottom of of, yes. and so and season them as aspects of the one whole existing not in an antagonism to each other but in an effective and creative relationship certain terms have been used in all sorts of different ways by different civilizations and we ourselves actually use that term yin and yang to represent uh, receptivity uh, yin right which in a sense, and, and the unconscious, which is um, uh, more of a sort of Jungian idea, and Yang being the outgoing, uh, positive way of looking at it.
2: In so fact, we will talk about this in a bit more detail tomorrow night. But, yes. Um, yes, you, you know, if you like, healing is the Yang giving out, um, out inspiration, intuition it's the Yin, it's, it's, it's receptive, receptive and
0: outgoing.
2: So we will see the Re-
0: yes. receiving and what's interesting is that instead of having a circle which they just divided down the middle, they've done this beautiful wavy line because it seems to me both sides I- impinge on the other. We can leave it again in the law of polarities and I've got quite a lot to say about that when we get there law of abundance non-conservation so this is about circulating what we accumulate in other words, recycling. Recycling is really important. Um, and money makes money, and, you know, the, the world goes round. We need both to give and receive. And of course, uh, in Leviticus and, um Deuteronomy, it is mentioned about giving ten percent, you know, the tithing, giving ten percent to God. I mean, whether that was just the, uh, the church's way of saying, come on, we want your money for that. <laughs> She's not sure how that does seem to work. Um, and then there's, of course, a parable of the talents, which is simply saying that we, about the one who was given the ten talents, the one who was given the five, and the one who was given the one, and then the master comes back a year later or whenever, and says, okay, what have you been doing with your talents? And the one who has ten says, I've done this, and I've done that, and I've done the other, etc., etc.'" And the one with five, yes, I've gone back and back and that and that and that. And the one with one? Oh well I only had one, so I had to bury it. Because I didn't I didn't have any more, I only had that one. So he buried his talent. And what Jesus was saying, it's important that even if you feel that you only have one little talent, you need to use it, you need to give it out, you need to you know, don't bury it, don't hide your life under a bushel. The results of conscious thought to obtain oh, this is this is about opulence um and that was about non conservation and abundance, but the opulent one is about results of conscious thought to obtain help energy or money which many of us have done in our lifetimes. you know I'm desperate, I want to start this center and i uh I, I, I you need money for it, and all those sort of things um but. Under this law, it should not be used for self-aggrandizement. In other words, if you get the money that you've been asking for, working for, etc., you need to use it for the good of the whole, for the work, for the others, for the planet. And that's quite important. So if you actually go out to get money for a specific purpose, and even if you do it for a spiritual purpose, you need to use it to that. And you need to use it to spiritual yourself and not just kind of think, oh, well, I'll use half of it for myself. And that's um, because one has been helped in that respect. And so it's important that you use it in that respect. And the next law what law is the law of attraction and magnetism. We, we attract what we build up in our minds. Beware. So we each need to be aware and that's aware and also be aware of what we build up in our minds. So again, it's like fear, you know, if we're not careful we can go it towards us. So qualities generate themselves. Love generates itself. Happiness generates itself. But also, of course, negative thoughts generate negativity. Equally, We attract what we need in life, both good and bad. Here can be an unrequited wish. And we need to ask ourselves, what am I facing at this moment? What is it teaching me? What repetitive pattern do I still draw to myself? Um, But Tony and I are both counselors and we find that this happens so much in people's lives, repetitive patterns, Mm If you don't learn the pattern from something, you know, it's going to happen again. And so often you get people who have had very, you know, very difficult childhood and a very dominating father, say, and they go out into the world and the first thing they do is they meet somebody who seems absolutely fine, but within a couple of years he's become a dominating father all over again. And a person can go through two or three or four marriages in this way, or partnerships, in the same way until they begin to realise that they need to actually face that part of themselves that is the victim and draw a dominating person to them and and, and that's very much uh, a part of um, what counselling is about. This is why it's so important to face the what we might call the demon or the difficult bit or the fear or the uh whatever it is we need to take it in ourselves um so that we don't keep on drawing it towards us. law of attraction and magnetism but it's interesting especially if some somebody's got a sort of deep frustration or anger or fear or something what happens is as a child we can't express it so we grow up and we've got this sort of deep things inside ourselves that was always protest. And because of that, it seems to draw magnetically that quality, that quality of, 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 the, of that we started from. It seems to draw that from another person. So again, we find ourselves to And it goes on doing that and repeating until we begin to realize that it's something in us that's actually drawing us. As we so socially read, of course, law of cause and effect the decisions we make today govern our tomorrow we reap the results of our thoughts and actions I am the result of all that I have thought and I am creating my future today, now I always think of uh, Charles Kingsley's The Water Baby which you never hear of nowadays Mrs. as you would be done by (laughs) and Mr. be done by as you did (laughs) I must get hold of a book, uh, of uh, that book, sometime. So we do not necessarily need, this is the way our understanding of karma, we do not necessarily need to suffer identically uh, to that way in which we feel we have perpetrated something. So if we, you know, have gouged somebody's eyes out in one life, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be blind the next. Unless it is the choice of our spirit. So if our spirit chooses to do it that way, that's fine. If it chooses to perhaps atone in another way, then that's fine. But it's also possible, as A.K. has, uh, explained to us, to rise above negative karma. That's That would be negative karma if we were suffering the same thing as we've done to somebody else. Uh, to rise above negative karma and self-retribution. But only by in-depth understanding and unconditional love. So, we've got to we've got to still understand it as a debt and, and have unconditional love really for ourselves as well as for others if we have it for ourselves then we also have it for others too so we're creating our future karma every minute of our lives etc good, bad or whatever uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the best way of ensuring that money comes in is to ensure that it goes out on time <laughs> I love that from, from those people who talked about prosperity and all that. So a lot of people say if they if they're suffering yeah. something yeah, if they're suffering they're something, oh well that must be my karma. In other words, i have it it's been chosen or I have chosen to to, to suffer this in this life. Mm-hmm. But what i is saying is it's not necessary to go through all that if you fully understand what what it's about. And, um, and in any case, you might choose to atone in, in a different sort of way. Yeah. But equally, there's, there's positive karma. In other words, you know, what we've done that's been helpful and good and positive you know, if we, t- into our next life, we've, we've gained by that. Yeah. And, and we're creating it yeah. all the time, the good or the bad. Okay, law of correspondence is our thread by which we can find our way through the labyrinth. Which I think is a wonderful a wonderful um thing. Wonderful thing. So the outer reflects the inner. And physical illness is a reflection of an imbalance, so disharmony on finer levels, emotional, mental spiritual. <clears throat> Resonance and harmony brings about attunement and hence healing. When we give healing, we're basically helping to bring all the energetic uh levels of a person into balance and c- bringing them into balance allows the person's own psyche and all the levels within them to, to heal. So it's the person does their own healing in a sense.
2: If you were, in yeah. other words healing is about empowering the patient mm. to find out what they need to do.
0: And perhaps feeding speeding it up a little but that it's the uh, psyche of the person who actually does the healing and it's no good having spiritual values if we don't apply them on the material level I hear the call, oh yes but I don't hear my neighbour to understand cosmic laws we see how they manifest in the physical world the world is a symbol to be deciphered I think Jung said that actually we need to learn awareness listening within and without between all levels of ourselves and the universal consciousness and another example of correspondence is the hologram in which every tiny part carries the message of the whole and it's the we are each a hologram and all our everything about us is and there's a wonderful quote by uh, somebody called Eleanor C. Mary. now maybe everybody knows about her and well, I, I have know, you've got her book
2: Edith
0: well, there you are she <laughs> <he> said she <laughs> said the rhythms of our star system, even to the exactitude of number are repeated in miniature in the processes of the body mm. and I think it's such a wonderful thought and you think of oh, wow, the heavens you know, billions of miles away and I stand here it's a lovely, lovely thought this it's a supposition but it's, 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 it's there's something in it I think you know, because there is if, if, if everything is a is a, a, a hologram of of its greater whole, as it were, then, you know, we are a miniature of the greater universe. We are a, a solar system in ourselves. We have a sun.
2: Microcosm cultum a
0: electron. Yes, well, it, it is. It's might be a its micro and microcosm, exactly. Now, the law of polarity is important. So, again, we have, we have the yin-yang, the two poles between it which all manifestation takes place and within the seed of one lies the potential of the other. And we have light and shadow, we have positive and negative. In holding the balance between opposites, either they destroy each other, or the unifying third force manifests. Now this is where I'm going to give you a most beautiful thing. Can you pass that to him? We once were given a, a lecture, or went to a lecture, by a man called Hans Muhlenberg who wrote a beautiful book called Return of the Angels. He's a a Dutch doctor. And he was talking about, well, he was talking about cancer, and it it was down at Bristol Cancer Health Centre. And then he mentioned the Leviathan and the Beermut, which, of course, is talked about in in the uh, Old Testament. And the fact that you've got the one, uh, you know, what is it, the... the um, immovable force and the um, <laughs> irresistible force and the immovable object that's right that's right I always have to think about that one <laughs> he showed us this and he said but he said the butterfly he said that's what can come out of that and um, he it's a resolution and this is this actually the parallel by Jung he said the, re- the resolution to a fight, as it were, between between the irresistible force and the other one, has to come about on a higher level of consciousness. If, if you try to crash it out like this, one will kill the other. But if you if you hold it, the the, the resolution comes about on a higher level of consciousness. And he actually painted this. I said, "Where did you get that from?" I phoned him in, in, in Holland, and he said. Oh, he said I, I did the, the painting. So I said, could you? could you send me a copy of it? which yes, he did. And I then put it on the front of our little magazine that we were. And I called it the Third Way. I did. I did an article about the Third Way. That and I was thinking it because at that time they had Ireland. And of course, mm-hmm. they still got it. You know, if they can if they can hold it long enough without really crashing, mm-hmm. and, and, and of course, lots of good. Wonderful things have come out of that. Mm-hmm. And we've got a. Tony has a, a poem written by a woman
2: called Joe Tussman.
0: Called Joe Tussman. And some of
2: you may have seen that television program after Her father was a man called Sir Anthony Derry, who was killed in the Brighton bombing. And when she heard that Patrick McGee was being released under the Good Friday Agreement, she oh. expressed a desire to meet him. She wanted to meet the man that killed her father. And she Talked to us quite a lot about it, and she said, "On one level, I would like to have killed him, mm. but I felt I wanted to hear why he had done it." And he explained that he felt that the Irish had been put down essentially to, rule, to mm. it, by the by the English, and what was to a head put, for him was the fact that um, a number of IRA hunger prisoners on hunger strike, yeah. and Margaret Patrick said, "Let them die." Let
0: them die! <laughs>
2: and he took me, that was the last straw. And she had a lot of meetings with this man, and she discovered it was a very sensitive, feeling person. Yeah,
0: this girl. This the girl. girl. Yeah.
2: And she wrote this poem, which I'd like to read out to you, because I think it's absolutely wonderful. Fires raise in my heart, The heat fills the pain, Beauty can be dead. As a human being, I listen to your suffering. You offer me your story the pain of the war I learn business can be built. you are my enemy I was told be a good girl speak only with our world and then I met you business can be built. truth is more important I will speak out for the healing of the world take courage take spirit the game of the pride is not for me business can be dead. the toes of prejudice now slipped away as I open to you leading my dear soul that can love you all. Bridges can be built. With the eyes of knowing I move from us and then our differences what? disappear. From us and them? From us and them. Our differences disappear. The unity of humanity remains. Bridges can be built. Your sons could be mine and I could be your brother planting the bomb that killed the little boy. Bridges can be built. And now I stand alone with you who killed my dad. There's a place inside me that knows you acted your truth, challenging injustice and oppression. But my dad was in the way. Biggie can be dead. I miss my dad, and I cry for the granddad my girls cannot know. Tears of grief for all who suffer. We are one in our loss, in our pain. Biggie can be dead. Sometimes I feel that my heart feels as Ireland feels. I am sorry for the suffering imposed by my pride. I acknowledge your struggle. Beauty can be built. My heart burns for peace, justice and equality for all. The passion of knowing that beauty can, can be built. And the two of them are now working together to try and help terrorists and victims of terrorism by helping them to understand each other's problems
0: uh, The caduceus, I haven't got a one well, but you all know what the caduceus looks like, don't with the staff and oh, the wings
1: allowed,
0: no, no? Yes. yes, we're still on that yes. quite a lot to say about that and then we've got the snake twining up uh, which were said to represent uh, chaos and order or order and chaos rather and the wings of the mind's potential to to, to hold the balance between the two and uh, there are other interpretations of, of the caduceus but it's a, it's a lovely balanced healing symbol actually but the other one I want to bring in is something called the mandola now I don't know whether any of you have heard of it but there's a man called um, Robert Johnson who is a Jungian analyst and he uh, has written a book called um, uh, Owning Your Own Shadow, Your Own Shadow like that have you? yeah well
2: how are you doing it? he's
0: talking about opposites in us and how you know if we have one um, for instance if we have a very patient person kind of we're probably in some way a very impatient or if we're very impatient we've probably got a very you know and we've got these opposites in us and I always think that the backflower remedies actually uh, are a very good example of that you know because it's like You take one of the remedies for a negative and it it can help you to turn you up the right way. The mandala, he talks about, and the interesting thing is what he says about it. Uh, He said, oh, let me just explain to you what it is. (laughs) I haven't got a flip chart, but I can do this. All right. Okay. 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 I have to do two equal circles if I can. Right. Sorry, I haven't joined up very well. Meant to be two equal circles. Okay, so you have two opposing factors, and here you have where they overlap. One can be light. We'll, we'll put a, we'll put light there. It's a bit difficult to draw shadow, so I'll put shadow there. Or sometimes I do it like this. So that's light and that's shadow, and that's where they overlap. Now he he explains that this place is the place. Where miracles happen. When you get, when you get the two opposing factors, and especially the light and the shadow, meeting together and, and, uh, crossing over like that. Which is, another name for that place is the Bethesda Pisces, which you see in a lot of churches where the stone mullions go round and there's perhaps Jesus or someone right in the middle there. When you, whenever you have a clash of opposites in your being, and neither will give way to the other in other words the bush will not be consumed and the fire will not stop you can be certain that God is present we dislike this experience intensely and avoid it at any cost but if we can endure it the conflict without resolution is a direct, direct experience of God
2: forgive me and I can't resist it do you mean the George Subley Bush?
0: no darling, I don't um, He also says, he also says, our own healing proceeds from that overlap of what we call good and evil, light and dark. It is not the light element alone that does the healing. The place where light and dark begin to touch is where miracles arise and the middle place is a mandala the word mandola is actually the, the Italian for almond and I don't know I've, I've looked for that word all over the place but this in his book is the only place I've ever come across it so that is where God is in that uh, mandola and now we have the law of rebound of, re, of protection number nine number nine and, um, and this and this is actually a very important where one works psychically attack is never justified but protection and defence is I mean Jesus never actually attacked anybody except perhaps he could say in the, when he turned the tables over but he wasn't sort of attacking directly you know, physically with somebody
2: No, he was a man, was a human being and
0: he was a human being too, that's right so Attack is never justified, only defense. So, we take that very strongly under heart in, in the psychic work we do because we send out a lot of healing to all sorts of things, situations, exorcisms, all sorts of things that we do. We never attack, we only defend. That which is the stronger uh, uh, will cause a rebound on the perpetrator. So. If you put a love protection, unconditional love protection around somebody and they are attacked it will rebound, it has to rebound by this law on the, on the perpetrator. But not onto the person
1: who the protection around the person.
0: Well, it, it, you know, if, if you send out deliberate thoughts or de- deliberate, you know, uh, uh, psychic attacks to somebody,
1: no, I'm talking
0: about the person who puts the protection around her. Oh, no, no, not no, no, not that person, no, no. It will go back to the person who perpetrated it. Mm, okay. But because we're using unconditional love as a protection, okay, it, it's softened by that, but in, at some level or other, they will receive what they've sent out. And that's why we always do any work we do. With unconditional love. I mean, even if we're, um, clearing an area or clearing a, you know, an a attached entity that we feel needs to be taken on its journey, as it were, we we'll still do it by building up love first in order to do it. If man is around, sometimes people do need protection and maybe they're very fearful, so they need to be helped in that way and to know that they've got protection around them can help them a lot in fact the Greeks the, the said it because Zeus' uh, thunderbolt uh, cannot penetrate Venus's girdle. they said, that's all they said <laughs> he's had that in other connotations he said <laughs> uh, it's an interesting concept you see. he a
1: lot of
2: <laughs> I can give you a very quick little story to illustrate. One of the, th- the texts I use is I visualize a golden sphere with an nucleus distant cross.
0: A mirror, th- th- that's another thing we tend the to use. The mirror of Hephael. The mirror as uh, it uh, were, because uh, a mirror, you know, is it, another way of yes, saying same, same thing. Yeah. Egyptian. Egyptian. Oh, well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but, but actually the the, the the great Lao Tse
0: in China said for every force there is a force. violence even well-intentioned always rebounds on itself ok law of challenge number 10 test ye the spirit that they be of the light always challenge a presence now that's especially important for Camilla, or anybody who uses psychic uh, work in that sense. Test you the spirits that they be of the light. I put did you? let be said to you. <laughs> we uh, Always challenge a presence. And that's something that we uh, adopted right from the beginning. Because Tony, at the age of 23 or four, I think, uh, suddenly fell into a trance and you know, he, he, he didn't know anything about it at all. And what came through, which was not the AHA that, that, we're, that we had there, but it was first steps, as it were, but they started to teach. Um, Tony wasn't asking for this at all. It just happened. Um, but after a short while, the energy started to become finer and finer, until one day they said there is a a, a master going to come and, and speak through through you and or through him and uh and AJ came on the team. And what AJ taught us, he said when you're doing psychic work, it's a bit like electricity. You must have a positive and a negative. And he said the negative is the one who receives, that's like the in and positive is the one who protects. So, when we work, when Tony goes to the channeling, as we call it now, I'm always there to protect him, and I just simply use my thoughts to protect him, so that only AKA or Spirit of Light comes through. And we feel that's very, very important. And it's kept us in our balance, if you like, psychically, all we do, hasn't it? Yeah. So, you can see how some of these link up with some of the other. I think it's very
2: interesting to point out that there's only for form mm-hmm. work. One has to take responsibility for it and not expect someone else to deal with it. Not accept that. It's my responsibility to do it both ways, not God.
0: And if the spirit is of the light, it will not mind being tested. But by cosmic law, there has to be an answer. And so, we who are who are challenging, and Tony always challenges as well as I always challenge um, we need to listen, observe, psychically whatever, in whatever way we can to be aware of that and if necessary it can in three times the law of three comes in very much also in the Bible and um, uh, interestingly enough I, I once had a, a client uh, counselling and he said he turned up one day he said I'm giving up smoking and I said, Oh? Uh, I didn't even realize that he'd intended to. Yes, he said, I've given it up. So I said, Right, no, good, fine. So a little bit later at the session, I said, And so you've given up smoking, have you? And he said, Yes, definitely. <laughs> and later on, I said to him, You're you still um, absolutely firm about giving up smoking. And he looked at me and he said, No, it's not. I can't. Not at the <laughs> and so I actually used it on an ordinary physical level. Mm-hmm. And the third time you ask, it goes much deeper. Think, so. The first ten goes to the conscious mind. The second ten goes more to the unconscious. The third ten goes to the spirit. Mm-hmm. And this one also meets up with the, um, with the number one, which was about, as long as you are true to yourself, mm-hmm. Uh, you will not meet what you can't handle. But if you boost yourself and you think you're cleverer than you are, you will. <laughs> and if you if you try to sort of you know denigrate yourself, you also might meet something you can't handle. So this is why it's so important to be true to ourselves and to understand and know and feel what we can handle and what we can't and then we will be able to handle anything that we need. Okay. The Lord's summons is the next 11 Well this is really, uh, when in Rome do as Rome does If you accept a calling, a summons you accept its condition on whatever level whether it's in a group, in business or in life So it's about, also about uh, the challenge of accepting uh, and adapting to our physical incarnation We've chosen it, our spirit has chosen our incarnation our bodies, So we need to um, accept it and and always being annoyed because we you know, our feet are too big or our heads too small or something like that. We need to accept our body and our life as it's as as as, it, as we've found it to be. Um, also on a psychic level, only invoke a ray for healing purposes. Not to self-aggrandisement. Ingra- In other words, if, you, if you're into invoking the angels or whatever, you do it for a real purpose, for healing, and not to self-aggrandisement. That's important too.
2: If you think of that lovely quote of H.A., the moment of finding your importance is the moment of losing it.
0: <laughs> In a sense, it it's accepting. Um, if, if, you're, if you feel that you've got a calling or you've been asked to do something, you know, you need to go and flow with song it and respond to it. Yeah. That's, that's basically how I, I think, think often pain.
2: people have a secret desire to do something, not a secret, but a, a deep desire within them to do this or do that, but their prices are actually surface what you mm. And I think, you know, if I can help them to do that, then they can find their summons what
1: they
0: have come into this life, just to so summons might mean old purpose. Yes, yes. Uh, We know somebody who she was always fucking and worrying. Oh, you know, I there's nothing, nothing I can do, nothing special, I've got no talent, all those little things she used to (laughs) say. And um, and so I said to her one day, I said, but you know, you write very well. You write excellently. Oh, well that's easy, I mean, mean, that's nothing, I can write, yes, I know I can write. But interestingly enough, from then on she started to use her writing ability, and now she's written many, many books. (laughs) So, you know, up to that moment she hadn't been really accepting, but things that she found so simple, it just flowed from her. You know, she wanted to be a this or a that, or I wanted to be a great singer, or I wanted to be a this or that. (laughs) once
2: one, it. I think one of the major things of any incarnation is to find out why we have chosen that particular life yeah. and the challenges that we have yeah. chosen to face Absolutely and how to do it. The law of free will, the law of anticipation. Okay.
0: Now free will they don't exactly sort of line up together but law of free will I felt was really important and I wanted to say something about it so I've made this, I've made these two go together and I've done well. our spirit has choice, and we can flow with or against cosmic law. Equally, we need to respect other people's free will. So if somebody we know and love makes a choice that we don't like, we still have to honor that that's their free will. And we might have chosen in their view that, that particular choice, but if they choose it, that, that's their free will and we should never try to stop people doing something that is you know, they've really thought about deeply and they really need and want to do, because it may be different from what our choice would be now, the, 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 the law of transmutation, and this is important I think from, from the psychic point of view and the spiritual point of view um, water transmutes from ice to water to steam and beyond by applying heat, okay, by bringing in heat, uh, we can transmute, transform lower density energy within ourselves, or maybe in a healing situation, by applying the uplifting qualities of unconditional love. And it's very difficult for us to, to summon up unconditional love, but we can try our best. And but that can actually lift and um, transmute. Lower energies, lower thoughts, etc., etc., etc. That, dear ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) is it? And I'm sorry it's taken so long, but it's been lovely that you've all made such contributions, and it's been really rewarding for us. So we're handing out the. uh... The
1: time for it.
0: Yes, if you want to, if you want to go on. By all means, we're still here. Well. I think other people will, yeah. Yes, you could, you could think up all sorts of laws and I think that some people probably have other versions and, and, and have, yes. But most of these have come down, as I say, through the Western History tradition, um, plus one or two that we felt were important, uh, through our own experience.